What do you got an itch? I'd love to scratch it. Rush, rush. How did he do such fantastic stunts with such little feet? If you got an itch, now we're at scratch. Rush, rush. 16B. Oh, take off, you hoser. Rush Rash. Rush Rash, a weekly listen through the Rush catalog of studio tracks, one cut at a time, with your co-hosts, Chaz and Chats. Go on, say it, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats. Hot damn, A. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Holy shit! It did not last long. Oh my god, Chad. <laughs> What's up, Chaz? You know, uh, hey, wow, um, you know, I feel like it's been forever. Uh, <laughs> forever in a week. I mean, forever in a week. It's been, been a week, a week, week, right? <laughs> a Again, week. it's been a week. <laughs> yes, it's been a while. So hey, but fucking a man, didn't take long for those sirens to get back in action. My God, another screaming yeah, case what's going of rush rush tonight. Well. As part of our, uh, what we're now coming to call Drummer December, uh, or December, the, the, the Drummers of December. It should be two Drummers this of December. Our new annual. Yes. So, well, starting off the Drummers of December with the fucking Marathon Double episode with Mr. Kevin Brown. Between that and, and having Fetch in here in the second installment, you know, uh, my God, another marathon session. Oh, my God, where is the time going? Um, so that's the second week of December. And now, hey, here we are bringing it up again. And who do we got? We got Madman Mano, Luke Mano himself. He is my drummer. Steel Revenge. This guy, holy shit, he's got a rash. Now, so far, I think I think our friend Fedge, Herb, I think he's kind of whole. He's That's probably the worst case I think we've seen so far. But uh, in terms of, you know, how long, number of shows he's seen live, uh, number of songs he's playing actively, um, yeah. his stature in Solar Federation and everything he's done, the CDs, you name it. Uh, but Luke, man, he's a, he's, he's a close second here. This guy, uh, so we just went to see uh, Rush Tribute Band here in Fort Collins over the weekend. We went to see, uh, what was it? It was Rush Archives. Great fucking show. Three hours. I was telling you guys last time, right? Standing on my feet the whole time. We're just enjoying the shit out of this show. Luke, the whole time, I keep turning around. He's like, yeah, but, yeah, but. So, yes, he is a drummer, <laughs> but, man, he's a sound engineer. And this guy, so he does all the sound for our band in addition to uh, being our fucking backbone, man. So I don't want to make this guy make him wait in there any longer. He was real nice treating me to the rush show down there. So I'm going to bring him out right now and not make him sit in the haggis shack any longer. Luke Mano, everybody, from Still Revenge. Come on out, Luke. Hey, yeah. Rashers, how you doing tonight? All right, man. Good to see <laughs> you. All right, dude. Luke. Hey, nice to meet you. Likewise. Thanks yeah, for so coming I was on. Telling shots before you was getting here that, uh, you know, uh, I had my first drummer in, my cousin Pete, and now I got my current drummer in here, which is my man, Madman Mano over here. And so, you know, I've kind of come like, you know, you got bookends on my fucking, uh, my, my drummers for my Your musical life. Uh, life here. Yeah, so we're glad to have you, Luke. God, and you know, hey, didn't we have a great and time? I, oh, I kind of fell Shats. in the middle there too. 
Oh, well, that's right. You were in there. We played. We were there, right there. We jammed, yeah. In Akinsack. That's right. I got the tapes to prove it. Actually, I think I just destroyed a lot of that evidence. But anyway, uh -oh. we'll get into that later. Well, it was in the closet. It was in a box. I. It was there. I, I, whatever. Okay, it's gone now. I don't know what happened. But anyway, long story short, there was too much other shit on there that, had, that, that could not... It had to be sacrificed for the greater good. <laughs> my good. My reputation. So anyway, Luke, you're here. My God. So we know, uh, number one, you and I had a great fucking time the other night, huh? Watching That's that band. Dope. Man, um, those guys, and, and they were they were humble about it for sure. You know, just trying to emulate what Rush does. And I've seen, I saw Rush live oh, three times, I think. And, uh, you know, just all the, <laughs> all the props and all the everything that they had, you know, never mind uh, the massive drum kit that Ron Straley, you know, plays with, with all the wood blocks and the chimes and, the, and you know, it, it oh, was he's really got the whole, he's got the whole deal. Hey, he does. He does. Well, I told you what they did. I told you how they closed the show. For God's sake, for playing after two and a half hours. Fucking played the whole side at 2112. Like, what? Holy <laughs> shit. We were both just like, oh my God, Beautiful. they're still going. They're going. They're doing it. <laughs> they did all of it, Shats, every part. He even, um, Fernando, right? Uh, he, he did the tuning. He did, he did, the, he played it. He fucking did wow. it. He, and they had the back, they had the water going, and it was fucking incredible. And these <laughs> yeah. guys, right, Luke? I mean, they're bouncing around, every one of them with their fucking feet, with every appendage, every player. I mean, you know, and then they had other people walking out on the stage in the jumpsuits, you know, like sweeping the floor, fucking putting up shit, you know, and, and you know, dancing around and then smoking joints and shit during, uh, um, you know, yeah. They during, did. It was fun. Oh, my God. It was a blast. So, but in, in the course of, you know, getting to know Luke after all this time, we've been in the band, what, Luke, now? It's been, what, over a year, right? It's been a while. Yeah, a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. So over getting our set list down, and we're, yeah, as I told you, you know, 80s hair metal, you know. But um, we talk, you know, we're always fucking around in practice, and I have been fucking with Luke since the beginning with throwing Tom Sawyer out there, right? And then he just, like, every week, a little more, a little more, and then, we'll, you know, we just start fucking around. And then, you know, long story short, it's never, you know, Rush has never been in, in the uh, set list, but we kind of forced the hand earlier this year and uh, we, we got some songs. So we got, we're working on, uh, you know, getting Rush integrated now and that's happening. And uh, Luke, as that's it turns awesome. out, as we start throwing songs around in practice, every fucking tune, I just throw off a, maybe a piece of the riff here or there. Boom, he's right there and he starts playing. So we, we got to talking <laughs> and Luke, tell us about your love of Rush. Holy shit, it goes way back. So tell us about your condition here. How long you've been scratching this itch of yours? Okay, so this is my brother's fault, Jesse. He- uh, <laughs> Oh, everybody's yeah. always blaming someone else. It's yeah, usually an older right? sibling. It's always yeah. the brother. He's the, one, <laughs> he's the one that got the drum kit at the beginning. And uh, he's the one that had the, the vinyl of Rush. And I remember um, putting on the headphones and and putting 2112 on and just listening to it and just taking to another world completely, you know, from from what I was used to. And um, I and never. How old, how old was young Luke when this impression was being made? I don't know. It was probably right when the album came out, 2112. Oh, 
So I don't have any of those. Uh, my memory doesn't work that way. I don't know what year 2112 came out because I can tell you how old I was if I knew. It was 1976. Okay, so I probably first listened to that probably around 1980. Okay. So Just close to around the time I started hearing it also. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, I wasn't even playing drums at that point. I had, uh, uh, I think I was taking coronet lessons. <laughs> he hasn't offered to bring out any of that shit at practice. Yeah, waiting for the coronet solo. We could do some Van Halen if you still know it. Yeah, we could. That, uh, no, I. Okay. That, that was very short lived. And then uh, <laughs> he was—he's four year, four grades ahead of me in school. And when he was in high school, he just did not want to do the marching band anymore. So he switched to guitar. And then. Uh, a year later, he moved to uh, Boulder and left the drum kit. So I just played the drum kit along with all of his old albums, the, the Priest albums, the um, whatever else. He has Scorpions and all that. And I learned how to play with records playing, you know, and I couldn't play too loud because the needle would skip. <laughs> yeah, right? Sitting right I mean, on top of the player, obviously. It's right there, yeah. This is old school, and I never, um, uh, I never really thought that I would ever be a drummer that could even attempt to duplicate what Neil Peart does. But uh, later on, later on, uh, probably quite a bit later on, after I had mastered the double, double kick drum, yeah, um, I started trying some of that, and uh, finally. About uh, 12 or 13 years ago, I was in a group that was uh, talented enough that we could we could do some rush. So we did uh, Limelight, Free Will, uh, Red Barchetta, and which is Red Barchetta, right? And uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we we do the intro to 2112. Uh, I played um, Working Man way back in probably early 90s. But you know that's that's a different part of Rush, and yes. So you know that was that was easy to duplicate back then. But yeah, no, I just uh, I, I still they're still in my in my rotation on my playlist. You know, Rush comes up, and I just love the song. I love them. And then later, like I've got Vapor Trails, uh, and it's growing on me. But it's that. You know that older rush that just really i connect with and i just love it okay so yeah, yeah. so you go That's way a back theme yep yep it goes way back he's in those same chapters uh shots that you and i inhabit so well yeah i yeah. uh you know so would say and then everything of course that i heard him talking about over the over the weekend holy shit this guy's got the case. He's just like us. He's, he's right there. He's right there. You know, you can kind of, you know, uh, I don't, none of us are at that friggin', uh, you know, Fedge level or the Steve Brown level, right? These guys are out there. They're fucking, you know, uh, Steve Brown touring all over the UK. I mean, he's got a friggin', you know, world tour going on. It's going to be the world at some point, but right, you know, we're not that level, but shit. Yeah, Luke's right there with us. So, hey, we're so glad to have you awesome. here. So now, 
Luke, you come from a musical family. So you're a musical, uh, you, you talked about your brother here. Your brother happens to be a professional musician these days and instructor and all kinds of other things. He's a yeah. worldly musician. And, uh, but, really? but tell us more about your family history in music and uh, particularly what, what your lineage back with the uh, families in the Northeast. Okay, so... <laughs> he's from back where we're from. He's here in Colorado, but he's back from the old school. Way old school. Yeah. When I was pushed out by my mom in New York City, Manhattan, um, my father was working as a hired singer for all the top studios for radio jingles and whatever it was they needed. Um, and he had gotten to that point uh, from, I guess, the Perry Como show. He's on, he's on Perry Como albums. So we go, this is, you know, before I was born, and um, and he's also uh, played jazz piano. Uh, you could do any sort of percussive stuff, um, not drum kit per se, but all that kind of thing. And his brother, my uncle, was part of the Met uh, Metropolitan Opera. He was a singer, and he ended up doing conducting. His other brother, his youngest brother, uh, Norman, he he's a jazz saxophonist, and he's really pretty pretty darn good and they all have amazing ears and can harmonize and all that and so that that's my dad's side of the family um and uh i guess uh i used to fall asleep to my dad's jazz bands uh you know groups rehearsing in the living room so i can't go i can't go and hear jazz in the evening i will fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I hear you. I hear, well, I would say what. Well, truth be told, I could fucking fall asleep to some Iron Maiden. I go on an airplane, I put Iron Maiden on the headphones, I fall asleep yeah. like a baby every time. I, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what you. that is. But hey, yeah. So, but what what Luke has described, though, very musical family, and two, in addition to being our our, uh, our sound engineer and of course our drummer. Uh, what an incredible set of pipes too and he's like probably the guy that knows the most about the act of singing uh, that most anybody I think I've worked with including the singers that we've worked with uh, <laughs> either together and uh, individually um, so yeah so uh, Luke is uh, just all about the music so uh, you know wow. you, it, oh, go ahead Chats no I, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening to it all it's very impressive well, you know, I was just born into it. I had nothing to do with it. I, I you know, the, the drum kit was just there, so I played it. And, uh, you know, and then I picked up guitar, and I've got a, an Ibanez electric and an acoustic guitar. And, and oh, yeah, he's got an Ibanez electric. What he's not saying is that it's an Ibanez destroyer, and it's hanging on the fucking wall in the studio there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the 80s Def Leppard Ibanez destroyers. Yes, one of those. It's a oh, beautiful. cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I don't play the guitar much because the demands with uh, Steel Revenge, if I'm going to do any sort of practicing at all, it has to be the drums. So, you know, that's on a side burner, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it seems yeah, like we're all kind of doing that. Like, yeah, the practice is on the side burner. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I, I jest, I jest. So, yeah. yeah, so, no, we have a great time, actually. It's really fun. We, uh, you know, every fucking practice, it's like we'll throw down something new or just something goofy and different. We're just having fun. 
you know, even when we're not having fun, we're still having fun at the end of it. It's, you know, it's always a good time. This band, uh, we, we gel, we can, you know, uh, we can have differences. We can work out those differences. And, you know, it's never, it's uh, least contention of any situation I've ever been in because we're all just having fun. We're having a great time. And hopefully we're even going to have a gig here this Saturday night. We don't know. We might uh, impromptu have a little fucking rock and roll party. Uh, yeah. with our nice. friends. Um, hey, that's our what friends it's all over about. in the watery grave. So here's the other thing. I'm sorry, Shads. Let me just complete here. So not yeah. only does our friend do all this stuff for my band, but he does some shit for other bands too that we mutually know or people that I've met thanks to my uh, association with these guys in Steel Revenge. And one of them is this band that uh, really good friends of ours that are going to be throwing a little... Uh, oh, wait, wait. Is this a private party? Should I not be talking about it's, this? It's, it's by invitation. <laughs> Oh, it's by invitation only. All right. Well, let's That's just right. say, hey, Chaz, hey. the party will be long over by the time this airs, so don't okay. worry about it. So, all right. So, all right. So, it'll be done. So, these great guys, right. Watery Grave, and I'll take the pot out about a private party, but anyway, these guys, Watery Grave. So, Luke has produced some music over the years, and so not only this band, Watery Grave, that uh, they do uh, independent, you know, um, uh, their own uh, metal, Northern Colorado metal, too. It's like kind of unique what they do, um, but then uh, he's worked with some other bands from from uh, Europe, right, Luke? Who's the 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 Yugoslavian band, yeah. or what is it from Latvia? Where, where, where's this band? Okay, so so now you're talking about Romus Zadleskis, and yes. uh, he's from Lithuania. Lithuania, okay. And, and he had all these songs that that they were doing and performing in the '80s. And when he moved here, he finally connected with me and a guitar player and a singer, and we brought these songs to life and recorded them. Uh, in my basement studio on a Tascam 388, eight-channel yeah. quarter-inch reel, Fuck. which we yeah right. And this was <laughs> the early 90s, and and we engineered the High whole. Tech. He took it back to Lithuania when he visited, and uh, he had you know he he had a radio show he was on, and they started playing the music. <laughs> And apparently, even today, there are cover bands in Lithuania doing some of our songs from Viedris, which means the bucket. So, yeah. That's yeah. great. And they had a Lithuania community thing, I don't know, a bunch of years ago, and we actually brought the band back together and went and did that uh, performance in Denver outdoors, and that was, that was a blast, too. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. So are you an engineer? Is that your day job? Or is that just a hobby? That's a, I'm a hobby musician. I'm a hobby engineer. But I, I did uh, I did do some, uh, what? It was a live, the live sound, uh, Pro Sound News live, live sound workshop in California for three days. This is after I'd already been doing demos and everything and trying to set up, you know, PA systems and wow best guys from all over the world were there and we could do round tables and it just you know oh boom, that kind of shit's great right yeah blew the lid yeah. off of the whole thing so and right after that i was probably mixing live sound two to three times a week for probably about a year so i really got to hone in hone in my skills doing that so well, speaking so of honing in skills, oh, go ahead. Wait a minute, sorry, that's a, so that's a side gig. You 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 do sound live sound for bands around the area? Uh, no. 
Oh, he does hours <laughs> as right. he's trying to so, fucking play the drums. He's, yeah, he's doing yeah. that for three hours before we go on the stage. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wish I could run sound for our band. Wow. Yeah. We're right. He's frequently spoken of the need to clone or be an avatar of himself so he could be out front listening and fucking dialing in right? while he's How back behind the kid playing. Well, many times his lovely wife, Char, will be doing that for him. She'll be out in the crowd making signals and shit. He's watching, you know, whereas, you know, Peart used to be watching his kit. He's watching for signals on the sound. So, yeah, he's multitasking. <laughs> and and di- doing the dials with one hand and playing the drums with the other. You know what? Yeah, Luke, you got to figure out how to do it with foot pedals. That's it. Foot switches. That's all. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like Johnny's. Like Johnny's little box on the floor there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but, yeah. So... So yeah, it's um, as far as sound engineering. Uh, last time I actually did that for money uh, was for the Sean Curtis band, um, and uh, I just I mixed every one of their shows, and it was you know two or three nights a week, some weeks off, and we were just all over northern Colorado, and um, yeah, that that's. Uh, that's something that uh, I really enjoy doing. I've enjoyed it. I've met some great people. Um, I've learned a lot. I, I know where I want to play and where I don't want to play as far as venues are concerned and and that kind of thing. Um, but no, uh, there just really isn't time right now to be doing that. Um, my musical outlet is drummer for Steel Revenge right now. Nice. Upping the irons and keeping the faith and uh, putting it forward for all metal everywhere. Metal is a way of So if, if you got two guys that are rush freaks, how many guys in the band? Four. four. There's four of you. So who's, who's this, the, uh, the holdout? Who's the one that's, that's giving you a hard time about rush? Well, it's always, can we do it? Can our singer sing it? Can we actually pull off the music behind it? And then it, it's also trying to fall into the spectrum of we're an 80s, you know, hair band, uh, upbeat, happy party kind of a song set list in general. So we can. Well, hey, a- don't you. Don't yeah. you remember Alex's hair in the 80s? Come on. Oh, yeah. boy. They were a hair band for sure back then. Yeah, but we're not talking cock rock here. I mean, come on. He was Flock of Seagulls over there. He wasn't <laughs> He wasn't Van Halen. Oh, shit, was, no. no. Yeah, no. there was and still fact, some funky ooh, hair. Whoa, and, and I just saw something within the last week or so that Al kind of had an opinion on old Mr. Edward Van Halen, and maybe that explains why they were not really so friendly. Um, Al, back in the day, and this was like a, an interviewing guitar player in like 1984, 85, like right around the time that Van Halen was just the biggest band in the world. And Eddie was like, or no, Alex, Alex was like, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's nice, but I, I, you know, it's just not my thing. And, you know, I, I think, you know, it's kind of a, a, he didn't say flash in the pan, but he kind of fucking said flash in the pan. It's <laughs> like, that's not my thing. I was just like, wow. I mean, because uh, yeah, it truly was right there at the height of Eddie's, uh, you know, powers as, as, as cock rocker. And then from there, he went on to become what? Such major competition with Van Hagar, right? For Rush. During that period when they were very synth heavy, like, you know, late 80s, 90s, right? They were, I would say Van Hagar and Rush were like 
same same level of an act in terms of like you know the ability to sell out the large arenas the multi-platinum albums i mean they were both enjoying the same level of stature i think van halen was just bigger in fact but i thought it was yeah. funny that al is slagging him man <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russ well, is but but did he fan. did he not at least acknowledge eddie's skill you know, yes, maybe he didn't dig he, the music, but you can't well, you can't deny uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing. Well, it's kind of like what he said. You can't deny it, but it's really not his thing, and he doesn't see it having longevity. Is oh. kind of what was the gist of this, like, you know, comment. And it was just like, holy shit. I mean, of everything I think I've ever heard the guy say. And it, and it seemed, because it was an audio clip, and it was pretty sincere. Like, he wasn't being a dick. This is just where he was at, but I was like, "Wow, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool." I think that's a anyway. Little there. So it might have been, it might have been. So yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, right, and that's why Eddie drank, folks. You know, because of that shit, <laughs> this shit like that. You're getting, you know, getting uh, slagged by Richie Blackmore and fucking Eric Clapton. You know. So anyway, let's not. It's not the Van Halen show. This is a Rush show. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we seem to always digress into uh, Van Halen somehow. Anything else. I, we, oh, yeah, we digress everywhere. So, yeah. So, um, so oh, shit. I, what was my next question? I had another question. Shats, what's your question? Uh, Let me get sorry, back to my Chaz. next question. Uh, I, I, I didn't have a question. This was a, this is the Chaz show. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> this is the Chaz show this week. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's see. Um, uh, so, you started with 2112. And um, did you try learning any of that stuff? Or how long did you, uh, you know, how long was it before you, you attempted to learn some, uh, some Rush? My 30s. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Wow. Yes. There's some truth. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things where had I... Oh, here's a story for you. Oh, my God. I must have been about 21. And, uh, you know, I was playing with uh, Crisis, and we were doing some of the same songs that we do right now, like uh, L.A. Guns, that song. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, Never Enough. Yeah. Yeah, Never Enough. Um, it was early 90s, and there was uh, these kids that came over from, you know, a college neighborhood and checked it all out, and... He was two brothers and one played guitar. The younger one played drums. And we went over to their house one day and he said, hey, check this out. I can play Tom Sawyer. And he put it on and he started playing along to it and he was nailing it. And I was like, fuck you. And I walked out of his house. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. This guy didn't have the energy and the, and the fire when he played, but he was nailing everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. And I just... You, at the at that time, I didn't think that I also could do that, and I probably okay. could. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, all right. You know what? I was like that with a lot of the greats, and Eddie Van Halen, prime example. And Luke has to suffer through that with the headphones on every fucking week, right? So, growing up, I would never. 
attempt to learn Edward Van Halen's solos note for note, like so many of my friends did. And those are the kids that I was saying, fuck you to. I was just more about the feel of what Eddie was doing and the general idea of what he did. I didn't ever think I could replicate that. And I really didn't attempt it, quite frankly, until after he fucking died. I and mean, that's God's honest truth. So it's just been the past couple of years because I always revered it so much that I was like, nope, you know, if I'm ever even going to play it with anybody else, which I really didn't do prior to being in this band, I wouldn't play Van Halen. I was just like, nope. You know, it's. I was kind of like, you know, you've been chats with like all the whole thing about note for note or you're not fucking doing Rush, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of way I was about like Van Halen for a very long time. But then when I finally, I think, dove a little deeper and understood where Eddie was coming from, I let go of that. And I just kind of, you know, was able to embrace it and then make my own attempts and still just let those live. I still don't attempt to do anything fucking note for note. But, you know, it's all about the spirit and the intent, especially when you're in a cover band, right? I mean, we just want people, you know, fucking drinking at the bar, tipping their waitresses, dancing, having a good time, right? And telling their friends to come back or sending their enemies to see us, whatever. But, Hell yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the business we're in. That's that's the level we're at. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, though, I really do try to nail every single thing that Neil does when I play a Rush song. Oh, yeah. Well, we're playing yeah. Limelight. Yeah, so we're practicing. I'm always turning around going, yeah, man, because, like, I'm not expecting it, and then he's fucking doing it. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm just, like, loving it, man. And that's what I was saying we, when we were fucking around, and we started. So this is just, like, the first one we're integrating into this set list of ours, right? Which, um, But as I you know, started throwing out all these riffs, Luke is right there. We're just fucking starting to go, and the guys are looking at us like, what the fuck are you two doing? You know, <laughs> we're just like, like oh, go Chaz going again. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, Gary, um, Gary, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Our boys, yes. <laughs> Gary, the B-Man, Gary Bauman and Johnny Angel. Um, Johnny uh, Angel. Johnny that's, Angel, you this, like that? That's a rock and roll name. Hell yes, that's his name. <laughs> that's that's literally his, the first two names in his name. <laughs> Not hell. So, but yeah, and he can do, he can actually, uh, he can sing Getty. He, he um, is, yes. So it's taken us a while to get around to, I think, reminding him that he can sing Getty. And then, too, being so comfortable enough like now with our bass set list that it's like, okay, we can see where we can integrate Rush, right? Because like we're very firmly, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's hair metal, cock rock, it's party action, right? I mean, we were at one point calling ourselves Band Slamming. And that was the name of the band. And we were just, you know, out time, out, good time 80s party rock, you know, is kind of the thing. And, and so, like Luke said, you got to be really choice then with the selection out of the Rush catalog because you don't want to bring the set down by picking the wrong one with the wrong words. And two, right. like, you know, how many pop songs are there that aren't too, you know, out there for your, you know, more mainstream kind of, you know, uh, party. I think, so. I think Limelight's a perfect choice. Limelight. Right, so yeah. limelight. Uh, we're not going to spirit do of radios, fun song, spirit, free will. Right, we've talked about a few. We, you know, mm -hmm. we're in northern Colorado. We we like Working Man for that reason. There's, you know, I think you know, oh, of, Working Man would be, but that's off the first two records. The but the vocals in that song are like exactly, and so that's right. So as we kick them around too, right? That's the cool thing about Rush is that depending on the era, you know, maybe Johnny can wear that suit. Right, so it's really just a matter of him being comfortable with it. It's kind of the way we operate. So, like you said, yeah. Well, we can you know, sing you could it, we'll fucking learn it. You could listen to some uh, recent 
live versions of Working Man because they played it at almost every show. And here, what Getty did he did play it at um, every show because they he had to either tune down. They might have they might have tuned down um, that song in in the more recent concerts. Yeah, but right. certainly his vocal delivery is uh, is a lot different than the original. And yeah. so if you were to attempt that, I would say listen to some recent live stuff and see what he was doing. Okay, here's the deal, right? And Luke and I were just out on Saturday night. We saw a guy fucking nail it. <laughs> so, yeah. no thanks. Uh, well, no. hey. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that of Johnny, no. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a, yeah. okay, but you're not a Rush tri tribute band. You're a, you're a fun 80s rock, you know, hair band playing right, a little bit right. of Rush. No, I hear you. But you know what, too? And Luke and I were talking about this. It's like, you know, Working Man isn't necessarily a go-to Rush song for me. But hearing this band do it live, like, they had the fucking groove. And it rocked. And it was fucking awesome, right? But yeah. they had all the elements that made that song rock. I think if we tried to do it, it might come off kind of dirgy. Because that song can do that if you're not, if you don't have the right energy. That song can come off as a little kind of laborious. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I always think that one has to be taken up a few BPMs. That's just me. But that's what's cool about Luke. He'll do shit like that. Luke will tweak with the BPMs behind the kit and be like, no, guys, I'm actually not playing that one that way. We're going to do it this way. <laughs> and it sounds, uh, yeah, it sounds better. All right. All right. Well, well I, that's awesome. Okay. And look, you know, when you're in rehearsal, it's an evolution. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit it out of the park as soon as you sit down and start playing, um, but as you get comfortable with the song or songs, whatever you're working on, and you play them and you play them and you play them, and then you add a few more authentic stuff, and then you add a little more authentic yes, stuff. Yes. Before you know it, you got the song and you you got it down to a T. Yeah. But it, it's it's definitely a work, you know, a work at thing for sure. So for, with with Rush especially, I mean, I we used to practice Limelight every time we practiced with my previous band. And uh, I said, I know this song. I know this song. And I hadn't played it in 10 years. I jumped behind the kit. <laughs> I don't know this song. <laughs> i got to relearn this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, right? Isn't that amazing? The professor. I mean, if you, yeah. Always learning. And the thing I loved about him is that, like, even for a guy like me that was just learning how to play, it's like I, if I, I understood the concept of being able to play within his lane lines and just play what I could, you know, it, within that framework and play along. And that was great for, as, as a learner, you know. Uh, but no, would I ever try to stand alone and sit in the throne and play as a part of a band, even fucking around? No, not any rush. <laughs> maybe working, man. Maybe some rutsy. I could play some rutsy, maybe. But he was actually a very good drummer too. So you know, I don't want to. Don't want to slag him off. He was very, very talented, right? Yeah. Well, that's the beauty about playing, you know, in your own basement to the record with nobody else around. Yes. Yep. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So Luke. How many bands have you been in? Because you have been doing this a long time, and you know you you brought up over the years various, uh, or over the year and a half that I've known you. I mean, I've I've seen pictures, and you guys have talked, and I'm like, Jesus, it seems like they've been in like 20 bands or something. No, no. <laughs> you and no. Johnny, between the two of you. Well, Johnny, Johnny's been in a lot of bands. Johnny's uh, the band whore. Well, he's our lead singer, right? So yeah. he's got the LSD, and he's also a whore. All right, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I don't compete with that guy. So anyway, we've got... Uh, let's see, Crisis. That was my first gigging band. I mean, we you do the basement mess around with the guys from high school, you know, but it isn't really a band, but you, you right, come up right, with right. songs and they're recorded on some cassette, stuffed under the bed, collecting dust somewhere, right? Okay, That's so there's it. that. Um, yeah. I list crazy. them on my fucking band mix profile, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stick with it. So the first band I was in was probably uh, 1990 to 1996. And that was Crisis. Okay. And then, then I didn't play in a group. And then I got involved with uh, uh, Summit View uh, Community Church Band. And we did a CD with that. And in that process, in between all before that, I guess after after Crisis, I subbed for CMP at New West Fest on drums, which was half of the people from Watery Grave. I played a oh, party. I subbed for the bass player. I played bass at a party for Watery Grave. <laughs> so I'm sort of the the fifth member. Of yes, Watery. I think. Oh, yes, I we've acknowledged right. this. We got Crisis. We got Watery Grave. We got. Uh, the church band that we made a CD and recorded at my house for, which is wonderful. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, Stone Throw. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. It had Viadris, and then there was Proximity Fuse with a female lead, and we did a bunch of original okay. stuff with that. Okay. Then Stone's Throw, oh, okay. and now. Steel Revenge. Holy you know, shit! I played in, uh, in the hip replacements. Um, and <laughs> the hip replacements. I love that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the 60s, 70s. You know, I was going to say that was a doo-wop act, right? Noise. Yeah, those, those guys were great. You know, we uh, we did a couple Fourth of July things. We we uh, anyway, and then COVID that's hit cool. and it all fell apart. I was doing my remodeling and they gave me the boot because I wasn't available. And then Johnny calls and says, hey, do you think you'd be interested in jamming with these guys? This is what we do. I said, I don't know. Send me a set list. And I was like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. Oh, this Okay, we can we can try this. So that's pretty much it. I probably forgot one in there. Oh yeah, Ross, Ross Van Hansen. We did. Uh, uh, I was part of his trio. We uh, were the opening act of Six Acts uh, with uh, Big Ed Todd and the Monsters headlining. Uh, that was a that was a blast. I was up in Bailey, Colorado. It was a, it was a some festival thing. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know, so maybe the there's... man has been around, not yeah. necessarily a whore like Johnny Angel, but the man has been busy. He's got a resume. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man, all that experience. So these guys are great in terms of figuring out, you know, what songs could we bring into the set list? You know, how should we make it feel like us? You know, we're we're doing some really cool oddball shit. You know, we got the 80 songs, but then we throw in, uh, you know, the hair metal. But then we're, you know, throwing in some some acts you wouldn't maybe expect, like maybe a Brian Adams or an Eddie Money or, you know, something like that. Or the Outfield. Uh, is it the Outfield? Who the hell sings yeah. that one song? Yeah, the Outfield. Right. So we're bringing in, you know, little different things and kind of making them our own so having fun with it and now we're very very happy to have some uh 
brush and some itch to scratch. So at this point, I think we are at the place of getting the wheel? to. Well, not yet, no, but I want to thank you first and foremost for all the insight into Madman Mano. Everybody getting a fucking notice, guy. Now he is out on Facebook, of course, and he's all a part of the Still Revenge Band page, and you can interact with him out there with us. Uh, and uh, uh, we know, Luke, you're going to, of course, come back, uh, you know, bring the whole band in at this point. Oh, shit, did I forget that? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have What's to have something going in the background here. Like, I'm sorry. So sorry. I was supposed to send the fucking invite to Gary. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Better do it now. Our bass player. Oh, oh, hey, Gary. For, We're ready for, tonight? for you now. <laughs> yeah, give him a call. Tell him to jump on. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No, it, Gary's cool. If, if he <laughs> if he had remembered, he would have been like, "Hey, man, here, wait, hold on, let me look, hold on, make sure." I, okay, I don't have any texts. No, he forgot to. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> We're casual. <laughs> I'm gonna text him. So we, hey, hey, Gary, where are you, man? <laughs> Do that. <laughs> there it is. It's it's coming. Hang on. Hey, hey, Just him. <laughs> oh, shit. This is great. Oh, man. Well, as we do that, I'm going to get the chain lightning music queued up here. Because we're getting to the point where we're going to have to do another double episode. Have fucking Gary back. <laughs> I'll have to give Gary his own show. Um, no, I think it's fine. Um, so, yeah, we got... Uh, uh, we got a game that we play, Luke, and uh, you've probably come to know it, and it's ca it's called Chain Lightning. So uh, we're going to ask you a series of questions. we got four questions, and uh, your first answer is your best answer is your only answer because uh, it is just goofy off the top of your head. We want to know what the freak you're thinking when you hear what I'm about to ask you. So, <laughs> All right, I'm in. All right, so this is based and on what we know about what we think know and like about rush and your creativity and how you use your hemispheres okay so let me ask you this question <laughs> all right ah for a day you can swap lives with any existing rush member who do you choose and what's the first thing you do getty he's right there getty and, and i do all the shit he can do <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. That's it, man. Playing Literally the step into the man's shoes. Singing, doing it all. And with Hell such yes. Perfection. Right? Right? Exactly. Yeah, including, I guess, apparently writing books and speaking about them, huh, Shats? Oh, yeah, yeah. Going, to, going to baseball games and uh, and watching birds. Apparently. Yeah, but good for him. Okay. So, all right. If you could create your own futuristic society as depicted in your favorite 2112, what would be the core principle or rule? A manotopia. Manotopia. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that was extemporaneous. Exist with everything just a little closer to the heart. Oh, look at that. Going after the uh, the spirit of uh, 
of charity and goodwill at this time yeah. of year, too. That's not, very nice. Not quite uh, as good as Leone's answer, but we'll take it anyway. What was <laughs> Leone's answer? No farting on airplanes. Yes! <laughs> it's Ow, Frank. That, that it's could be Frank. painful for some. Right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Especially if you sit next to people who eat veggie haggis. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. What the hell oh is that? God. Can't even imagine, right? All right, so check it out. You're a DJ for a day. What's the first Rush song you spin and why? Nope. Sound like a teletype coming in. What the hell was that? That's Gary saying, all that fucking I'm busy with work. busy with work. Rush tune I spin? Yeah, as DJ of your own radio station, WMNO. Come on, Spirit of Radio. Bam! How easy was that? Come on, I'm throwing softballs at this guy. That's just, yeah, that's, uh, that, it's going easy. <clears throat> it's just, it takes you right into me feeling awesome. It's just such a great, you know, with the What? What more could you ask for for the opening? for the beginning of a show it's almost like the intro into you know life yeah. think about it hell yeah it's hell it's of a lot of nicer few... than roger waters introduction to life which was be bum be you bum <laughs> bum be you bum bum anyway what were you one gonna of say the few that? songs that yeah one of the few songs that is uh starts in a major key right a happy key mm, rather than all go. the minor stuff in the, in the later sure. years Right? And man, what impact life, too. As soon as you hear that, like Luke said, right? Yeah. Just boom, the energy right up. In your day with that friendly voice. Yeah. There's just, I mean, that is a true pep in your step picker upper. No doubt. For sure. All right. Well, we got one rule. We got one more here. We got one more. I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to dig deep. Let's make one really, okay. This one's going to be, okay. Let's see. In a heated debate. Are you Team Oak or you Team Maple? And what is your argument? Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm Switzerland. That, that <laughs> is a tough one. He's <laughs> Switzerland. What kind of trees grow in fucking Switzerland? You know those little flowers? Oh, no, wait. That's the Dutch thing. Well, well yeah. Oh, he you know, I, I don't take sides. Oh. But um, I, I think I would find myself uh, more of the Oak, you know. More of the oak. You're the oak. Mm. Okay. What yeah. did Leone say? She was the axe. She did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the axe. <laughs> All right, man. Well, shit. We did it, man. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I see Gary coming through here with the text for me. That's not stopping the crowd from going nuts. Yeah, man. Okay. So, oh, look, you did it. You got through your first round of chain lightning, and that is your first treatment. Oh. And, and, and he went easy on you. I'll tell you I, that. You think? You think that was that I easy? I think so. I think, I think it was. It easy. was. Well, but that's I don't okay. Know what happened? I got this thing. It's called the Oracle of the fucking Temple here, and it, it this is what gave me the questions. Mm. What shots? No, hey, All right, no, don't no, give me okay. any shit about this here. What? <laughs> Forget about it. Well, what kind of news Forget you got this week? Ah, huh? get out of here. I don't have any news this you week. You got no fucking Brilliant. news. Well, hey, this how about Lurks Lurks amplifiers? We never talked Lurks about Lurks amplifiers, time, and then and then also uh, Lurks um, uh, pedal, some kind of Lurks pedal. 
What? He got a fucking petal too? Holy shit. Yeah, Does he wait got, a minute. So, like, edibles as well? Wait, oh, no. Oh, petal. Petal. I'm sorry. He, okay. It's right there. <laughs> the lurks. <laughs> it's right on your screen there, Chad. Oh, is that lurks. what's Is that right what you've been looking at for a fucking hour? <laughs> lurks by tour drive pedal. Isn't that wild? Look at that. It even looks yeah. like it's got a. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's a, that's the wolf. Yeah. So that's if you uh, if you look talk again, I might be able to see it in the reflection of your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll... let me let me see if I can get closer. You might be able to see it. <laughs> I know this 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 fucking thing in my glasses, but whatever. It's it's uh, it's all um, uh, audio only, so nobody else can see it. So. We're all good here. It's all good because we got faces for radio. That's the way it is. That's what Shaq's nice, the how we operate. Yeah. Theater of the mind. <laughs> we got great so, yeah, faces so for radio. Lurks amplifiers, lurks pedals. My man is out there. We're even thinking that tomorrow night, as the crow, as the as the calendar goes, tomorrow night he will have been the guest interviewer for Getty Lee as his last appearance on the on the North American book tour for my effing life in Toronto. Because right, he's gonna be there, and oh, he fucking lives there. So we're hopeful. By the way. <laughs> Because they've been doing so much together, right? So it feels like God for the past few weeks. It's all we've been talking about is all this shit that these guys have been doing together, all the speculation that they could, you know, be making music again together. But uh, yeah, I think you know at this point, chats. Don't we usually ask the question that Luke was kind of alluding to before, and that is why are we here? Because we're here. Roll them bones. Roll bones. So, we have finally, Luke, arrived. We will stop the blah, 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 <laughs> and get to rolling the bones. So as we get to the next treatment, the next course in your in your treatment, we have to ask the question, what's your itch tonight? What are you itching to hear from all the Rush catalog? Now, you got to understand a few songs are off limits. So we have taken Tom Sawyer. We have taken Xanadu. We have taken La Villa Stringiato. And we have taken The Garden off of the wheel because we feel these songs probably warrant their own treatment, their own show that's pre-planned and perhaps a little more factually based than uh, what we typically do because like around here, we got very, very slim regard for fucking facts or truth or anything like that. So, you know, we figured with those songs though, maybe we want to have our shit together. So, you know, the rest of it, we fucking care less. We've got like three years, we don't care. We got the mics, whatever we say goes, because that's the way we roll. All right, so <laughs> we I'm still just, need to know. I'm eager to know. That's it. <laughs> what What do you want to hear? That's what we're eager to know. Oh, jeez. Boy, it looks a little disoriented. He's like, well, holy so shit, there's so many songs. Great songs. I can't just pick one at the moment. That's... It's blank. It's Ooh. blank. It's all right. We'll come back. We'll come back. Let's go over to Shats. Let's go. Shats has always got an idea. Well, I take it back. I take it back. It took Shats like seven fucking eight weeks to get prepared for this question. Ask him every fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) He's never prepared. So don't feel bad, Luke. All right. Come on, Shats. What do you got tonight? Tonight, I want to hear a spirit radio. What? We already did that Well, we were talking about it. We do. We already did it. What do you mean? We did we not already play did Spirit. Spirit of Radio. 
we, what do you don't fucking remember? Spirit of Radio? It was like you gave me all kinds of shit for putting the, the title of the episode, The Spirit of Radio, out there. Don't you remember that? We oh. did not. I, yes. What? I, I, Dude. I, I gave you shit about it, but that's not because we played the song. We did. We did. We played it. We had a whole episode on it. <laughs> really? Yes. We did. Okay. Uh, this is just woo. the beginning of this because, you know, when you're a hundred songs into it, you'll never know. <laughs> I know. But by by then we'll say, okay, we probably did that one. We're going to need the fucking list up. No, we did. Okay, Spirit I need the radio, list up. Dude. I need like to episode go to. Uh, five. <laughs> really? Yes. We Who were was like, our guest? Oh. We didn't even have a guest. I think we were just shocked that it we got just that us? song. Donnie so is experiencing early. what is commonly called oh. a I've got to go to Google, Google Drive. We, and, and that we almost went that. fucking, like, we almost went and did a mulligan because we were like, it's too soon to have a song like this. Okay, Rush All right, Rush, well, Master shit. Dana. All right, I want to hear Manhattan Project. All right, I'll just jump in with that one. No! No uh, way! That that came to my mind. I didn't say it. Ah! Uh, no, really <laughs> See, this is the thing. The professor is with us, uh, especially around this time, because this is when we start breaking out the McAllen. So we we do a little manifesting. We we kind of you know because this wheel, the wheel is. Uh, video. I can have a beer. The wheel has got a life of its own, and you should absolutely go get your libation right at this moment because Shatz is still having a major catastrophe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? You're spirit of radio. You're right. You're right. And uh, there was no guest. I went to your master list, and you know, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got, pal? Well, okay. Uh, let's, then, then I want to hear natural science. We did not natural fucking play science. natural science yet. No, not yet. No. All right. <laughs> I would but know you that. know, you know that the the, uh, the uh, professor's with us, so. Uh, who he knows is. what uh, hilarity will ensue here? Well, we have not gotten to shots yet because we haven't heard what Mr. Mano is going to, uh, what his itch is. So what do you need to hear, Luke? Well, my favorite song of theirs to play is Red Bochetta. Well, then there you go. Oh. All right. That's good justification. Right. That is not, uh, that is still on the wheel. All right. So let's let's count our chickens while they're hatching here. There, shats, uh, eat the head off of the bat, <laughs> or chicken of the cave, whatever you want. Go ahead. How many shots of McAllen are we doing tonight? So we need number of shots and vintage, please. Well, since I forgot that we already played Spirit of Radio, <laughs> and Luke is popping open I, a beer here. So yeah, I think I need like six shots myself. <laughs> what? And it's a special occasion. Luke is here, so I'm gonna kick it. A- couple bucks you keep getting to it maybe we go with what 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 vintage are we going with oh uh, we'll we'll do the 18 he's got the 18 all right six shots each of the 18 for, uh, yeah holy fuck that's for special okay. occasions Woo! and then so you the two of you have to split mine so that's another three so that's nine shots good night all right let's see ah <laughs> uh, 11 12 34 15 18 fucking spins here we go and he it was shuffled Round and round she goes where she stops. What do we know? Oh, no fucking way. What do we got? <laughs> Manhattan Project. All right. Kidding? Boy, come on. What the fuck? We are going to have to put the video of my screen out. No one is going to fucking believe this. Why? Because it's a fucking Manhattan Project. 
So I just called but, my shots. He called the oh, shot. Called was, my shot oh, you, he's the one who went and said, wait, though, I thought of that, but I didn't say it. Oh, I missed that whole thing. You called that song? I called it. No fucking way. No fucking way. Come on, Professor. He is fucking with (laughs) us every fucking show, dude. Every fucking show. Oh, my God. Just the facts. Shats. Holy shit. So this is off what of. Is yeah, you weren't paying attention, but I'm really know. seriously, like, what the fuck? I don't I'm know. Getting creeped know. out, it's man. Some, what the hell else is he watching? Shit. Oh boy, it's like Santa yeah. Claus. Live studio <laughs> version. Ooh, uh, studio version. Only studio. No live version. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so right. that's our wheel. That's All our right. wheel. Wow. All right. So yeah, just just the fact. Holy so shit. So we got. Power Windows, October 1985, this was released. The 11th studio album from All right, hold up. (laughs) What? I was 16 years old, and I had a little Walkman with me, and I had Power Windows cassette. And I flew over to Germany, and that was the only music I had for three weeks well, I was over in Germany. Oh, shit. So. Power Windows. Oh, cool. So you know wow. this album pretty well. I knew this album pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, right? It's been a while. When did you say, when did this come out, Chad? So this was like right after the Holy Trinity uh, for me. 1985. Yeah, so this was right after that. This is when I started sensing, oh, they're getting a little soft. <laughs> so mm. and Because I was so hardcore in Iron Maiden by like 1985. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, I was gone. Metallica, Megadeth, that's where I was firmly. But uh, yeah. I still do love this fucking record. Rush was still huge to me. Um, yeah, but yeah. Great oh, shit. So, wow. Okay, well, uh, and and Luke, man, so, right? Like, that you, and, and I have found that, too. I love what he just said. Like, I, I knew it, and it meant so much to me at that time. There are several Rush records at, like, certain periods of time, like, meant so much for that period of time because, like, I connected with, like, the lyrics, and then maybe I connected with the overall theme of the record, right? Like, like Vapor Trails, I definitely connected to, like, empathetically connected to what Neil was going through, but, like, Counterparts spoke to me in certain ways. There's, like, uh, some anger that was coming out on that record and some other stuff, right? And so, like, you know, yeah, I am right there with you. This, you know, record wasn't so much of that for me, but, uh, yeah. Well, uh, except I, for Emotion Detector, right? Well, that one, right. And that was like yeah. that that song of opportunity. <laughs> right. So it wasn't like the whole record. Right? Like I said, this was like when you know, they were definitely getting softer for me. But like I saw it like, oh, I can use this to kind of, you know, uh, connect to uh, a young lady who liked more synth, you know, laden, you know, kind of 80s kind of pop stuff. Right. So that, yeah, I totally use that. But, you know, that said, too, I think my my favorite song on this record is probably big money but uh you know i'm revealing i shouldn't do that ahead of time right so anyway we don't want to go there so (laughs) according to our friends at the rushvault.com uh the manhattan project like the name implies almost an expository take 
on the development of the atomic bomb. So this is what we're dealing with, right? So no hidden meanings. It is what it is, right? What else you got, Shats? Yeah. Other facts? Uh, This is the third song on the the record. It is five minutes and five seconds. And that's funny. I'm looking through... um, all of the times on on this album and they're all in the five minute range except for two six minutes six and a half but they're mostly five minutes five ten five five oh five so that's pretty funny they they had a certain um uh criteria with this album they keep their keeping their songs uh within a certain time limit uh so even though five they, minutes is a little long for radio play, um, they switch producers on that. Is, yeah, is this, this one um, from the last album. This was Peter Collins, and uh, and he did a lot of uh, good stuff with them. Okay. Yeah, Rush. What other one? Collins. <clears throat> okay. Ahead. No, go ahead. What I was just wondering, what other records he did. Uh, what other records did he do? Let's see. So Power Windows. He did Hold Your Fire. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. And then Presto was Rupert Hine. So that was that. Let's go back. Okay, so it's going to be back. So I, I, he did those two in a row, right? Because Terry did, did the other windows. ones. And let's see, Grace Under Pressure was uh, Peter Henderson, someone oh. different. But I think Peter Collins came back in um, after a few records. They they worked with him again. I seem uh, to I'm remember sure. that you said that last time we brought this up, because we did. I think you brought that up when we were going through a motion detector. Yeah. All right. And well. uh, let's see where uh, this was recorded. This was recorded uh, across the pond in England at the manor. Okay. According to our, uh, well, according to Neil, this uh, song, it wasn't easy to sell the notion of doing a historical rock song, uh, even to his bandmates. But he said uh, it was Getty uh, uh, thinking as a singer who suggested that he could construct a song so that the listener was invited to imagine the scene, you know, imagine a time, imagine a man. So this is kind of where this song uh, kind of um, you know starts. Imagine a time when it all began. So, um, yeah, I think uh, this one, right, kind of. Eh. Makes you almost wax nostalgic for, you know, this period of time that we lived through where it was very much we were living in fear of, you know, do you want to play a game? Right. Fucking <laughs> right. Nuclear Get Armageddon. The bunker. Into the bunker. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. The fucking uh, what was that? It was like the first Bush administration. Right. Or Reagan. Yeah. Reagan. First Bush. Um, That was this whole period. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Shit. Man, okay. Oh, before so, that, I mean, we didn't. We're we're not of an age where, uh, at least, I don't remember having to, you know, go, get under the desk having bomb um, uh, drills in school. You that didn't get under your desk. Time. Uh, that was before my time. All we no, had was but fire we lived drills. in the age of fucking two minutes to midnight and the fucking. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, whole but, period of time, it was like we're going to be annihilated, right? So don't even get under your fucking desk. Go party like it's nineteen ninety nine because fuck, you're not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> but it wasn't like Bay of Pigs, you know. <laughs> no, that was scary no. shit. 
<laughs> well, uh, Luke was a little kid, I think, when that was happening. But no, uh, we I didn't live through that shit. Well, uh, anyway, here we are. Manhattan Project. It is all about Mr. Oppenheimer and his ideas. Right. So yeah. let's let's get into it. Let's see what uh, what Rush has to offer on this old gem. I love the way it starts, especially on headphones. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but as a guitarist right there, as we're fucking falls apart, so I'm sorry. <laughs> what's that it i i think it starts off like so like you you could this thing has potential to be epic and then this pling pling this little guitar part comes in it's like dude <laughs> oh. Are you hearing the bass line in this? You mean the ba ba boom. Boom. Ba boom. Oh, the bass line is so cool. I never noticed that. You like that? that? Really? I love that. Okay. I'm reserving comment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's, that's awesome. Let it go. Okay. I'll let me listen more distinctly to the bass line because I'm really distracted <laughs> by the guitar. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> want to dance like Dieter. <laughs> and now we dance. <laughs> the big bang took and shook the world, shut down the rising sun. The end was begun, it hit everyone when the chain reaction was done. The big shots tried to hold it back, a full shot of a shit away. The hopefully Imagine a place where it all began. 
and right there for me has always been the best part of the song the last 30 seconds uh, I just felt like it came together right there. It's like that. He had the guitar sound. That's like, you know, got to what you want to hear. Because uh, the rest of that guitar sounds not where I'm from, man. Mm. Robbie Blunt. I don't know. Samandy Summers. Definitely Samandy Summers. There's definitely police stank yes. all over that one. Right. Yeah. Luke is just and- shaking his head. He's great. He's like holding his beard. Luke. Your thoughts. <laughs> Where are you at? And this is keeping it real up in the field. We're not being kind. You know, we we are Canadian kind. If we don't like it, we'll wish them well. Right. So let, let's get to your vote. You either are in living in the limelight or you're wishing them well. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, I'm living in the limelight on this. Oh, all right. We're rocking. The song is playing. I you hear know, it going. Okay. You, you're living uh, in the limelight. You know, it, it starts and it's got that the snare work which makes you think of marching and and uh, you know military you know that kind of thing i mean it, they just they right away pictures being painted for He's the painting person. a picture right yeah evocative you know? yes and, uh, and then uh, and it, for me it, it's it's kind of a little slow to get moving and then it mm-hmm. builds and it builds some more builds some more and he's and he's got harmonies getty has harmonies on some of these Right? Yeah, Are you listening? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't have yep, to have some harmonies. So harmony vocals, and uh, and it just yeah, I'm in the limelight. Ah, damn. Well, you know what? That's okay. You know, for the reasons you said, I'm I'm with you. I think the song does build. I think it definitely ends up in a different place than where it starts. Like I said, my favorite part of the whole thing is the last like 15, 20 seconds, really. But chats, where are you at? I, I'm living in the limelight with this song. I, I think this song is great. The way Neil takes the 4-4 during the verse and turns it like inside out and sideways, you really don't know what the time signature is. The way he's doing those those hits and you know where the snare drum's coming in, where the bass drum's coming in, but it's 4-4. And, and it's just so cool what he does with, with that with the verses um and and kind of not straight four on the floor you know standard four four beat it's just all twisted around and i think that's so cool and the bass line during the verse not not necessarily the 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 later verses uh once i told you about it then i didn't hear it again but in that first maybe first and second verse there's some really cool bass work uh, that I like, and and the whole song. I like the 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 story of the song and um, how it builds. I've always loved this song, so yeah, living in the yeah. limelight. Okay, all right. Well, I think based on how I've been uh, describing where I'm at with this song, it might shock you to learn that uh, I'm right there with you. Limelight with these guys. We had two in a row where we were wishing them well. I was getting a little yeah. bummed, a little depressed. I'm feeling bad about it. But, uh, you know, the wheel is what it is. And I think that, you know, somebody's been fucking with us to find out where we're at. So, Mr. Professor, let me share. So, um, yeah, Manhattan Project. The guitars definitely don't do it for me until the very friggin' end. But that said, it's very 
it's a time capsule for me. This is a time capsule song. So um, I can accept it for what it is in that he wasn't totally submerged or, you know, lost to the keyboards yet. So he was still trying and he was still, you know, trying. Yeah. Al was always trying to do his best with what he had. This for me, though, was way too thin a sound. So um, but other than that, I'm with you. What I really like, actually, is the way the song builds. And by the time he gets to the chorus and the, the you know syncopation starts to pick up and they really start cooking along. And it really feels like you are just like in 1986 all over again. You know, like I'm there, like, but it takes me a while to kind of warm up and get into it. And at first I'm kind of like, eh, you're kind of pulling me in. I don't really want to go, but oh, somebody bought me a ticket. All right, I'll come in. So I'll come in. There and, okay. All right. This is pretty good. And by the end, like, oh, give me more of that. Oh, fuck. okay. Yay. That was great. Okay. You know, so like, yeah. like if, if I was to see them play this live, I'd probably really love it for the nostalgia and time period, time capsule thing. But two, I think what I would really appreciate would be to see Al do this live um using a different guitar tone or to you know with his approach to live being that you know he had his sounds for the tour and then they had their set list and then he would play those songs with his new sounds and that's the way it was and so i'd love to hear if there's like a more rocked up guitar live version of this song out there somewhere because it has so many mm -hmm. other elements that i love and yes the lyrics for me always i really loved the way he told this story i thought it was actually really as as kind of like you know fucked up is what he's you know, kind of describing the reality of our nuclear world uh yeah. now things would change forever and all that stuff there's like a certain poignance and it, and, it, and it's really well put and well constructed i thought um so it's always meant a lot to me that way too so hey we got all the way fucking through that but check it out if we're not paying attention the fucking monkey comes running in and you guys being the drummers and the extraordinaires i'm gonna turn this over to madman mano first in thinking of bpms without the help of uh, mr google what do you think bpms this song and luke is good at this chats let's see you see on. he's moving already look at him he's already <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he looks like i'm gonna see that tomorrow night you mentioned it he's already going like okay where are we at bpms i don't know ah come on what well, um Ooh, on the spot he's no joking. no i have no idea what <sighs> 126. Right, we'll I have no idea. 126. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. All right, chat. I'm gonna say it's 152. Two. Okay. Well, hey, guess what? Luke is dyslexic. He wins because he had all the numbers. They're just in the wrong order. So 162. 162. It's a fast song, right? It's a fast no, song, and I, I was reluctant is. to think about it. I was feeling like it maybe was, was a little faster. Yeah, but I, I was reluctant to get... Where you're putting your titties out there. Like, even if you're a boy, you're dancing like this, you know, and you're dancing really fast and your arms are flailing around and your head is shaking. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we dance. that's what this was. <laughs> you know, the way you described it, the way you described it, Chaz, I, I, I picture you like at uh, Studio 54. You know, somebody dragged you in. You didn't really want to go, but after a while, you had a drink or two, and you're like, tits out. "Yeah, baby, <laughs> this is all right." 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that happened on Saturday night, didn't it, Luke? Yeah, he was pulling me out by the end, like, we got to get the fuck out of here. This guy is out of control. <laughs> All right. So we got no, through that. You're forgetting. You are so forgetting. What's the first question on a new song I ask when we're working on it? What's the BPM? <laughs> yes, that is exactly where the know. drummer's at. <laughs> yep, yep. And then I, I stopped. I used to put all this shit in the spreadsheet chats. I used to model it out. Had the whole fucking spreadsheet. I had every BPM. I had all the keys. I had who does what, where, right? And then I took I it. Loved it. And fucking made an analytics. I made. I, I modeled out to see what was the average BPM for the set list. We moved shit around and then looked at the trend line to see how the BPMs were going up and down over the course of two hours. You know, and making mm. sure that the you know, we were keeping fucking hips shaking. People drinking, right. partying Keeping all the night. energy going. That's yeah. what it's all about. So that's, that's yeah, it's always idea. first question. What's the fucking BPM? And Johnny's over there with his fucking electronics looking it up and shit. We're a digital well, look, band. We're digital hey, men. Hey, Luke, you know, you gotta go by the by the old saying when you're when you're a drummer, the tempo is whatever the fuck I say it is. <laughs> oh, he's done that. <laughs> yeah. done we have that. done that. <laughs> It's, no, we're playing it this way. And then everybody's just kind of looking at each other. And, okay. Well, okay then. Let's try it. That's right. And, and inevitably, it's always, yeah, that was good. Wayne Robinson, LAPD. I'm in charge here. I'm driving this train. Well, I mean, because you that ends me. up happening, right? I mean, come on, right? We always know, hey, count a few beats faster when we get up there on stage, right? So, you know, that's so. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing that shit. But hey, you know who else who had a lot of fun playing live was Rush. And how many times did they fucking play this song live? So we know it came out in 1985. 85. So they had, Price uh, is right. This game is closest to the pin without going over. So they had 30 they, years of touring. <laughs> 30 years of touring to support this song. And yeah. this, as we know, a favorite of a lot of people. Manhattan Project always shows up on yeah. lists with Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it is because you know what? As as much as I'm laughing at that thin guitar sound and everything, the way it all comes together, it is just so evocative of everything that was good about the '80s, right? You know, I mean, it really yeah. is. As, as cheesy as it is, that's what the '80s were, man. You know, so you know, so like I said, as a time guitar- capsule. Yeah. So why was the guitar sound thin? Let's talk about that, huh? Ugh. Why? Yeah, and and at, at what point was it? Was are you talking about during the verse, or during right the from the very beginning? Just it comes in and it sounds like he's just being plucked. There's no gain. Oh, those those three notes. All. Those three yeah. Notes well, that ding, but then ding, ding, ding. he brings in no overdrive or gain or anything until the last fifteen seconds of the fucking song when he rips out that little right. solo. That's it. And it's a tasty little so it's a tasty classic Alex Lifeson little solo, right? He goes a For couple sure, octaves yeah. in there. He throws a you know a couple he's got a nice little pattern. But it's it's got the the same thing he did in the uh song that we listened to uh two episodes ago. He's got this really soft, very crystal kind of profile, but then the solo comes and it's all and it's like, you know, he comes in with attack. You know, and you can hear it and it's like strong and it's like exciting. And it's like, wow, I wanted more of that earlier because Mm. think about it. The subject matter. This is where the whole song kind of disconnected a little bit in that, like for me, if Maiden was writing about the subject, even with these lyrics, 
think about Maiden's treatment of this song and this subject matter versus what Rush did with it. Rush made it sound mm. almost like a pop song. I mean, it was a pop song, kind of proggy pop, pop song. song. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like a Genesis or, you know, prog pop type of thing. Whereas Maiden, this would have been thunder and, da, 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 and you know, imagine the time when it all began. Bruce Dickinson would be grabbing this fucker by the balls, you know? So do that time <laughs> to the shelter. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, you know, the subject matter to me was like, this begged a, I don't want to say more manly treatment, but, you know, a, a more, uh, you know, <laughs> more warlike stance, more warlike more sound. Balls. I don't know. It yeah, just, there was a, a disconnect more balls. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a little thin, but it worked with the layering, with the, the you know, the string sounds and all yeah. that. You could still distinct. And then, and then he's like, "Yeah, that's that's enough of that. Here I am." And yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But hey, as we were talking, and as we took a little divestiture sidetrack, we'll come back around and diverticulate into how many times did they play it live? So I know you like to avoid that. Because, you know, this game is so much fun. You know I love this game. So I'm even playing the mic. The, the, the music is going all over again. How many times did they play right. it live? They had a long time to play it. Go People ahead, I loved it. Yeah. See, how many times did they play The Spirit of Radio? Because oh, you oh. did this song already. Fuck, we did do Spirit of Radio. So I Let's see. That was up there. In, Spirit in, of Radio like, was, yes. In the thousands, right? Yes. And? 632. I don't know. So, <laughs> The Spirit of Radio. Thank you. Was 1,295 times by Rush. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if a song like half that, that. Half that? 632. Okay. 632. Final answer. Um, I'm going 375. 375, and it is closest to the pin without going no more over. You're on your own. Uh, and let's see. I lost uh, my place. So if I had to guess, I'm going to guess 249. Oh, you hit a fucking music. I win again. 250 <laughs> times. Hey, it's my wow. show. It's my mic and it's my game. Woo, 250 <laughs> times. Uh, so first time played December 4th, 1985 at the Cumberland County Civic Center in Portland, Maine, USA. So, wow, must have been the kickoff of the tour or close to it, yeah. right? Um, uh, and yeah, then, wow. Probably. Hey, a little it, it, appropriate for tonight to wrap it all up. Last time they played it, August 2nd, 2013. Maybe my man Mano was there at the Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado. Oh, 2013. 2013. Look at him. He's like, oh, was I there? Was I got to go get my ticket stubs. Ah. <laughs> Do it. Run. Okay. Oh, seriously? You might have been there. <laughs> You might have been there. Was, the, was that the, uh, at the Pepsi Center, August 2nd, 2013? No, I think, I, last time I saw him, there, it was outside. Oh, I think, okay. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Was that the, uh, <laughs> was that the Clockwork Angels tour? 
probably oh, 2013 right? had to be right yeah oh, yeah okay. because then after that would have been time machine no time machine was before clockwork angels okay clockwork angels and then, take and then r40 and then r40 okay he's going through you got all your tickets concert tickets do you see that oh i got cool <laughs> some of I, my my ticket stubs are long gone I don't oh know how many did you them, have that go moves. went through the wash that ended up in all kinds of shit places yeah, well i'll tell you what yeah as he's looking for that shats what we got is we got Corey fucking the avatar morissette coming in here on his first full week as a fucking avatar in his new world you know just like kiss uh going off into the ether and becoming fucking kiss avatars forever we have de determined through mr brown that we've got now our own avatar so here he is Corey morissette with what the fuck is going on on the deep dive podcast network and as the podcast will rock and we got Corey, our good friends at the deep dive podcasting network including myself and scott haskin at backtracks aerosmith revisited uh, myself and Kevin Brown at the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Season one is about to wrap up. We're getting ready to announce who is going to be season two. It's going to be a good one. Uh, can't wait for that. Kevin Brown also does the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review with the one and only Cardinal of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself, Randy Woods. Scott Haskin also has Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at So at Maiden A to Z. Excuse me, I almost jumped ahead of myself there. Uh, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madmen, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, and they're making news this week because they actually had Jack Osborne on their show, and Jack went on the Osborne's podcast with Sharon and with Ozzy and talked about what a great experience he had on Diary of the Madmen. Yeah. So uh, check that awesome. out. That is a tremendous show. Uh, then we have Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, George and Hattie at Judas Priestcast, Clay and Riot North by South podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quinnett and Volume for All, Sam, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast, Chaz and Greg, uh, who did Regarding Lulu, unfortunately, then Chaz and Chats are doing Rush Rash. Kevin Brown's about to be a guest on that one. You don't want to miss that. And Chaz and Wolfie are breaking down regarding Roger Waters. Uh, some other podcasts you guys might want to check out include the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. You're all doomed to Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, our good friends at the DLR cast and the Bogus Dota show. Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film. Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. And of course, the one and only Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Well, uh, tell you what, man. I don't know how much longer that dude's going to be doing this stuff, but, uh, you know, he's just, what do you, what do you think, Shad? getting better, or is he, you know, whether we have to it, critically it, evaluate his That list here? just keeps growing and growing. Ah, okay, hey, yes. So, yeah, well, hey, and keep supporting all these great podcasts, all these great people out here, like we also do with our fucking live list. What do we call it? Yeah. Shad's scratch it? list. Shad's scratch list. Yeah, All right, baby. you got to say it five times fast. We're going to have to wait now for Mr. Uh, Mano to sit down. But in the meantime, Shats, we know you've had a challenge with this. So let's go ahead. Shats is scratchless five times fast. Shats is scratchless. 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 <laughs> Shats is scratchless. <laughs> yeah, it was at two. 
no, no. There was a trip. I heard it tripping over your tongue there. All a little right. bit, little tripping. All right, little let me see. Tripping. Let me see what I got because I don't know. I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been practicing. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. Shats is scratchless. Shats is scratchless. Shat. Fuck. <laughs> Sugar Shack, there. What the hell was I saying? I don't even know what the hell I was saying. That's All right. Shats is scratchless. Shats is scratchless. No, I can't. Yeah. Okay. So we got to get Luke. It's a tough one. What do we got? You got to try. Luke. Sashes. What is it? Slashes. Slashes. No, it's not that. Shats is scratchless. Here it is. Go scratch live. No, if in way. It's time for Shots' scratch list. Say it. Say it five times fast. Shots' scratch list. 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 Nice. You nailed that shit. So look, listen up, cuddle cakes. We know you got that itch, and we're serving up the cure somewhere close to you. Fucking near right, we are. You know this. These bands are your on-the-ground support. First responders to soothe your rush rash. Go out and scratch your itch to hear Rush live with any of these great and Rush bands, or bands that play lots of Rush, in the UK. Moving Pictures UK December 21st in Edinburgh January 11th in Kinross, where the fuck is that? January 12th and 13th Aberdeen, oh, we know where that is. Leonie Jane Kennedy is taking a well-deserved year-end break and tending to family and her studies, in the US. Why why not at the Wall Street Theatre in Norwalk, Connecticut January 5th Lovey, and January 6th and the 2024 Baba Bash in Glenside, Pennsylvania at the Fakin Keswick Theatre, second contact at Tommy Fox's public house in the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area on January 27th. Solar Federation is on hiatus but will be back with a massive 2024 schedule. Big things happening there. Rush Archives at the Boot Barn in Colorado Springs, Colorado on December 30th and the Moxie Theater in Greeley, Colorado on January 27th, 2024. Oh shit, already? The Mood Lifters on January 20th at the Tiki Bar in Costa Mesa, Cali for Nai Mota Fuckers in Canada. New World Men are on a break till February. So we'll talk that shit up later. 2112 appear to be taking a breather as well. They bloody well deserve it. Chats and scratchless, 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 chats and scratchless. That's just like when we're playing, man. He just gets going and you can't stop the guy. And then it's always the big Rory finish. Ooh, all right, so he is still looking for that ticket. That's incredible. So we're gonna. Oh, find there's it. Queens, right? There's Tommy Emmanuel. We got oh, all kinds of stuff in Got some Steve Earle in there. There's Dream Theater and the Dixie Dregs. Ah, oh, Dixie Dregs. Oh hell yeah, that With, was a uh, group. Bill Rod Morgenstern. Now they're gone. No more, indeed. Yeah, Rod Morgenstern, what a great drummer. Left-handed. Left lefty drummer. He, yeah. That solo, I, I was not expecting that from him at that show. And I just, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great. I saw him so long ago with, uh, with the dregs with Steve Morris. Oh my God. Yeah, Steve Morris was there. Yeah, it was, it was great. I was lucky enough to see uh, Jason Bonham 
um, couple years long, you know, when he was doing the Zeppelin sets years ago, he was a much younger man than he is today. And because I've uh -huh. just seen him recently doing some of the Zepp stuff, and I'm just like, hey, it doesn't seem quite like where he was. Um, you know, at, at one point, man, I think, you know, in terms of the power, and I don't know whether it was the way it was mic'd. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What has he got? He's got, got a ticket stub. What do we Miller see? Genuine Trapped at Fiddler's Green. K-A-Z-Y welcomes Rush. Rain or shine. This ticket stub was Friday, June 22nd, 1990. Oh, shit. Wow. Fiddler's Green, 1990. Oh, what would that tour have been? Let's, so, see. let's see. So, 1990. These are, these are not in order. That's just the first one I came across. 1990, 65 be, shows that were played. Would be the Presto Tour. Ah, just like our friend Fedge. That's so, right. That's right. And so, okay. So the average set list for that sat one started with Force 10, went into Free Will, Distant Early Warning, Time Stand Still, Subdivisions, Marathon, Red Barquetta, is it Barchetta? Barchetta? Barchetta. Bar Barchetta. It's <laughs> but Barchetta. I think I... They Barchetta. made an apology to the manufacturer. Because and they and I think said, all Italians everywhere, right? Because everyone's they, pissed off at the way it's pronounced. Yeah, they've you know always what? said Barchetta. That's the only rush stub I have. But All I, right, but, but hell, Fiddler's Green 1990. So let's continue. So then you saw Superconductor. You saw a Superconductor. A Superconductor. <laughs> I love that song. It's so goofy. <laughs> Show don't tell. Uh, the pass closer to the heart into then Manhattan Project, <gasps> leading into Xanadu. Wow, that's interesting. Manhattan Project into Xanadu. Wow. Manhattan Project into Xanadu into YYZ. It's always the trees into Xanadu. Well, but it, oh, they well. didn't hear. So it was the pass closer to the heart, Manhattan Project, Xanadu, YYZ, then the drum solo, yeah. and Scars, War Paint, Mission, Tom Sawyer, uh, The Spirit of Radio, 2112 Part 1, The Overture, La Villa, In the Mood, and then Wipeout. So they would cover Wipeout. Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, by the Safaris. Wipeout? That was the average on that one. Yep. Wipeout. So apparently, <laughs> that's what it was all about. Well, hey, there you go. I guess we're not going to be covering that one in the band anytime soon because I ain't doing that part at the end. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure Luke could play it. I mean, tomorrow night, Luke, let's hear Wipeout, okay? So anyway. Yeah. Man. Got my own version. To even have seen them once, that's great. But you've seen them three times. I never got to see them. Shad's seen them a whole shitload of times, too. You yeah, know, bottom line I, I is, can't even remember. Memories that last forever that you can't remember at all, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that's the greatest night I'll never remember. <laughs> I'd always wished I could see Iron Maiden live. I have an Iron Maiden ticket stub. I just forgot. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, all right it's okay. like shots oh, here what we didn't do the spirit of radio what you know back in those days um, right how much you forgot had to do with how good a time you how had so. <laughs> just, just gonna say that's that very true oh how many friends did you end up leaving looking for rides after the show at the brendan burn arena <laughs> oh that's me sorry <laughs> what a dick all right but that's a story for another day 
Man, man, man. Oh, you made it through the treatment, my man, my brother. Woo. Yeah, congratulations. It's going nuts. We had a fucking blast. Thank you so much for coming in here and sharing your story. I appreciate you guys, man, having me yeah, on. Man. And ah, well. What what a thing. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Manhattan Project. You yeah, called man. it. <laughs> I cannot yeah, believe I it. Believe so uh, we're going to have to get Kevin Brown to get, like, the I called my shot shirt on fucking I called my shot shot. <laughs> oh, shot shots. It's a shot. We're going to brand everything shots. Shots lists, shots, shots. I called my shot on the shot show. That's it. We got to go to the shot <laughs> show. But anyway. <laughs> I'm so happy. Anyway, thank you so much, nice. Luke, for being here. See you on tour with Steel Revenge uh, as we are workshopping, gigging, doing all of our great shit. So uh, we nice. will be sharing some more Steel Revenge stuff as we perfect our version of Limelight and anything else that we integrate. We will share it here, of course. But uh, Luke, obviously, uh, the uh, door is always open. You must come back. And we <laughs> apparently sure, must bring yeah. Gary. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Johnny too, yeah. huh? He asked for a link, and it was like way too far into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too late. No, and and you know, and Johnny, he's so aloof, a fucking LSD singer here. So maybe we get them both in here, but we do that after the new year. And until then, hey, Shats, I think we gotta go. Drummer December, I think, is now complete. Think so? Oh no, we got another week. We got oh, well, fucking December ain't over yet. We gotta keep it under wraps. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. We got to keep this one under wraps. Got to keep it tight. Keep it quiet. We can't divulge no. the future. That's it. So let's cut it while we can. Until next time, everybody, you got to go scratch. Go scratch that itch, dudes and dudettes. We have a few more females, rush, rush. right? Oh, you're going to bring that up? Yes. Rush, rush. Thank you very much.